And finally, part three of our three-part series on self-esteem. Today, we cover weeks four through eight on how to effectively rebuild or increase your self-esteem. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the KL Podcast. We are, well, gosh, we're halfway through now our eight weeks of self-esteem recovery, getting us back up to high self-esteem. You've already heard about the first four weeks. So at this point, you're still, you're still continuing through those first four weeks, but we're going to give you a heads up into the, the second half. Time is a flat circle on the KL podcast. This is super confusing for everybody, <laughs> but the point is there's eight total weeks and we broke this last part. This is episode three of our self-esteem. So you're going to come into the last four weeks of our eight weeks of uh, self-esteem. Yeah, okay. it's a it's a layer cake. We're it's layering. A, that's it. Yeah. If you're from Texas, Henry, which you're not, Josh and I are going to be like, oh yeah, I love that. It's it's eight layer dip. Mm. Mm, yeah, you start All with refried refried beans, then a little guacamole, some cheese, maybe some cream. onions. Talking to my just heart. because you moved to week two, you don't stop eating the refried beans <laughs> all at once. Hey, that's one a great point. That's a great yeah. point. As a reminder to everybody, this is not like a knockout one week, check the box, move on to the next week. This is a continued, uh, well, a layered process. You're going to be stacking all this stuff on top of each other and doing all eight of these weeks for the rest of your weeks. So it only gets more difficult, but at the end, you're going to be in a much better spot. And I don't know that I feel like I have low self-esteem, but these are making me feel so much better just talking about them, you know, yeah. and knowing that there's some of these, and I, I bet people are feeling the same way. Some of these, they're like, oh, I already kind of do that. It's not very much of a lift for me to move up in that area. And other ones are like, ooh, clean my environment. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to clean my environment. <laughs> Unfri- unfriend some people. <laughs> those, are, those are potential likes on my posts. <laughs> <laughs> unfriending people is like what i do from 8 to 805 every morning i enjoy unfriending people on social media <laughs> hey okay so uh let's do a quick recap tim you want to give us a recap of what we did in the first four weeks uh for those that don't remember for those that don't remember or those that just jumped to this episode i have no idea why exciting you that. yeah they say i love that it's risky yeah like reading the last page of the book it's a little crazy Week one, we did a social media cleanse. Week two, we cut out our toxic friends. Week three, we cleaned and organized our environment. And week four, we started creating micro wins. And if you don't know what any of that stuff means, go back and listen to the episode because you're absolutely insane for starting it right here. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, we explained this. Come on. We took a lot of time to explain this, okay? <laughs> Valuable so don't be annoyed time. because you don't know some of the stuff that I just said. Start where you're supposed to. Okay, shame week five. Yeah, shame on you. Week five. We're jumping into week five here. Week five is develop your mission statement. Yeah. Now, this may sound like some people may roll their eyes at this thought, develop your mission statement. But this is about really understanding who you want to be and how you're going to go be it. Is, am I right about that? A little bit. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that's wrong, but I think a lot of it is rooted. I think all of it is rooted in your personal values. Right. So I think that's step one. And, you know, full transparency, 
the three of us developed a killer mission, vision, values workshop. Maybe it was just me and Josh. I don't know. That might have been the three of us. Might have been pre-Henry. Was Henry involved in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The three of us developed a killer mission, vision, values workshop. And so we know a lot about this topic. And it can be incredibly beneficial to you personally. It can also be beneficial to your team or your organization uh, if you happen to be in a leadership role. But man, it's so powerful because it makes you identify your personal values. And out of those personal values is going to spring your mission statement. How will this actually improve somebody's self-esteem? Well, I think it gives you direction and I think it gives you self-awareness. You know, one of the primary focuses of the mission statement exercise that we read was to think about your skill and your passion. And most likely where your skill and your passion intersect is a really solid place for your mission statement to live. And I think when we have self-awareness and we have direction in life, we have higher self-esteem. Right. Yeah. I I look at it like, like home base, you know, or it's, it's where you can go to get grounded or reorient yourself when, when you start to sway in the things of life, one of them being self-confidence when you can, when you've got a stated mission statement, like you said, Tim, where your skill and your passion are intersecting and you can always go back there. Right. But you don't really know what that is until you've stated that right? until you've gone through that process of understanding here. This is going to be what I am about as an individual or as a family or as an organization or as a team. It, it gives everyone like a, a guidepost right, or, or a lighthouse to go back to North Star. North Star. There we go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, a Japanese term, Ikigai. You guys know this term? No. I think we've talked about this before. I do not. Okay. So Ikigai is a, a Japanese concept. It, it means a, a reason for being, and it combines four key points. What do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need? And what will you get paid for? And as these four overlap in the center is where Ikigai lives. Now, this isn't exactly a mission statement. But this is about, you know, understanding are, are you living the kind of life where you're doing the sort of thing you love, which is something that the world needs and you'll get paid to do. And that, you know, part of those, what do you love and what do the world needs is your mission. And when you combine those two together, then you've got a really good mission statement. And I think to remember, mission statement is a judgment-free thing. It can be as aspirational as you would like for it to be, as long as it's meaningful for you. So if somebody else says, that sounds kind of silly, who cares? It's your mission statement. It's who you, who you want to be, your home base, your North Star. Yes. And I'll speak to the people right now who are thinking to themselves, a mission statement sounds like it involves a lot of creativity. I'm not sure if I can create a mission statement for myself. My advice to you is to think about your values. And really, I, you know, I think it's all intertwined. And I think that is easier for a lot of us than creating a mission statement. But if you can identify your values, that's where it all starts. What is important to you in life? And I, I thought this was a great exercise. 
um, ask yourself a couple of questions. What did you formerly value, but now you don't? And what did you formerly not value, and now you do? Uh, because it's a really good indication of how much you've changed in life. And, you know, I honestly don't think that there's a lot of us, if you're old enough, you know, where you can look back 10, 20 years and say, values haven't changed. <laughs> I mean, that's just, <laughs> our values are changing. And that's yeah. why it's a great exercise to, to kind of go through every, you know, every couple years. But your values is where everything starts. But I'm not going to put you guys on the spot and say, hey, what's your mission statement? But if you were going to write a mission statement, what values just come immediately to mind where you're like, this would be part of the consideration for my mission statement? Generosity mm. yeah. is okay. the first one that comes to mind for me. For sure. Gratitude and integrity are two that yeah. two words that come up pretty quick. Yeah. See, so for me, and I know y'all are on the same page here, but family, it's mm -hmm. like immediately came to mind. It's like, what is important to me? Like I will protect my family beyond everything else. I mean, that is like number one on my list of values, something around making life good for my family. And then the other things that I had jotted down, uh, learning and curiosity. I mean, that stimulates me. I think that's certainly a value of mine. And then mental and physical health. You know, I mean, I've just like, I've gone over this over and over and over, over the course of the last half year. And honestly, through the pandemic, I think that shined a light on how important our mental health is and how much it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves. Um, so those are the things that came to mind when I was kind of thinking through this. Yeah, I love those, Tim. And curiosity is really important to me. And, and under that is, a, you know, adventure. I, I, I want, you know, and it's also sort of part of learning, like just to truly be able to go out and experience life and to to meet people and to, to see things and to have experiences uh, that are that enrich me as a person, and I think make me a better person, a better husband, a better father, a better leader better friend. Um, so yeah, if, if you're struggling with how to go and do this, maybe you could just start with a blank sheet of paper, which is terrifying enough for a lot of people, but a stream of consciousness writing exercise where you just write and no judgment, just write, just put down words. Don't worry about spelling or anything like that. Don't even worry about where they land on the page. Words that are values, things that ways you would describe yourself, who you are as a person, just write, 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 write. And then to look to see if any common themes appear. Yeah. Are you happy I mean, with I, those? And if you are, then you're in the, the beginnings of a mission statement. Yeah. A great, a great way to go through this exercise is you just really want to get down to it. And this is the way that we've led our session on mission, vision, values in the past. You start with the values. So the values are the core foundation of everything. And then actually vision is where you want to be in the future. And don't be afraid to dream. Don't, don't shackle yourself. Just unbridled, where do I want to be in the future? And then your mission is your how statement. How do I achieve that vision? And that's the way all of that is related. And so I'll tie this back to week four, micro wins. So if you want to tie those together, 
once you've identified your values and then, you know, put together something around the vision that you have for yourself, then the mission piece of it is what one thing can I do to better prepare myself to achieving that vision? So for instance, if you want to be a motivational speaker, you know, maybe a micro win for you might be taking a Dale Carnegie class or going to Toastmasters. Just gets you in the right direction yep. or reading a book on motivational speaking or watching a TED talk on motivational speaking. That gets you headed in the right direction. And that's how this kind of all ties together. So, so one last thing, guys, and I don't, I don't want to close out before we mention this. I think it's really important is when you're going through this exercise of writing down your value, values, you know, put yourself in a good environment that's going to be conducive of you, you know, putting forth your best work. Absolutely. So a quiet place, no time restraints, separate yourself from the world, put your phone in the drawer, make time for yourself to really think deeply. This is important. There you go. Do we feel good about week five, guys? I think so. We've given work. Okay. As if, you know, the first five weeks haven't been challenging enough, some maybe more than others, we're going to be more intentional as we move into week six. And we're going to ask people to seek out and do something that makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. The real stretch zone. And, and the reason here, and this is great, is so true, is that your self-esteem loves to conquer a challenge. Yes. And it, I mean, think about this. I'm, I'm terrified of heights. How good I feel whenever I've just gone and done some zip line that, where I'm convinced I'm going to die from, you know, going over some valley on the other <laughs> side of that thing. And this is, you know, a really shallow example, but I feel so good at the other end of that thing. Like I'm some sort of Superman, like I'm David Goggins, <laughs> you know, I can conquer anything. <laughs> It's true though, you know, when we give ourselves a challenge and we, we get through it and we come out clean on the other side, or we learn something on the other side, feel like, damn, I'm, I'm pretty tough. What's next? Yeah. There you go. I, I think this is the point where, you know, we say, think of something that would make you uncomfortable. And everybody just has a mental block. Cause they're like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, and then there's some people that are way off on the end of the spectrum and they're like skydiving, you know, we saw some that said, throw a dart at a world map and travel there. Okay. All right. Those are uncomfortable. I get it. I'll give you one that you can do right now that we are all dealing with. This is relevant. Getting back into socialization, in-person socialization. It is tough. It's a tough re-entry coming out of the pandemic. Yep. This week, this was my coming out party this week. So the week of the week of May 13th is when Tim Carker really got back out there at work. I mean, I've I've been, you know, around a lot of people just socially, but at work, it's still been work from home. This week I've had two events and I worked a full day in the office. First time back in the office in two years. When I worked that full day in the office, I came home. I got home at 5.15. By 5.30, I was asleep on the couch, and I slept till 8 o'clock. When, oh, when I woke up, my wife was like, are you sick? Are you okay? And I was like, it's just so much peopling. 
there's just people like right next to me. They're asking me questions. I've, I haven't had that in so long. I went like zero to people in five minutes walking into the building. That is uncomfortable. And I would actually say that my level of comfort is probably higher than most. I know there's some people who are really uncomfortable with it right now. So that is one way that you can kind of challenge yourself a little bit. You know, let's move back towards socialization. Yeah, I, I can tell you, for me, getting uncomfortable, and this is something that, I'm, that I actively do, and I've talked about it in some previous conversations, but my, my wife is she's loves to dance. There's no way about, there's no way around. Yeah. It. She loves to dance and I do not. <laughs> and there's no way around that either. And so, you know, I go and I take dance classes with her and I am extremely uncomfortable for about the first 30 minutes of that hour class. But once I find myself and I get into my groove, then I feel good about myself. And by the time I'm out of yeah. there, I feel really good about myself because I didn't walk out of there a great dancer. I walked out of there being able to do something and not make a fool out of myself, right? And so, and that's enough, right? That's a micro win for me because I'm not good at that, but I know that it's an activity that's good for me physically. It's a good activity for me emotionally. It helps my marriage and it's also helping my self-esteem. So that that's one for me. And it's, that one's perpetual though. Cause every time I go in, I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> but, yeah. I get, but I get to my place of comfort after I'm there for a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. We've got zip lining, spending a day in the office <laughs> and dance lessons. There are thousands of uncomfortable things that we could list, but you pick one, you go out there and you tackle the challenge because your self-esteem loves a challenge. That's right. That's right. So this is going to make you feel so much better. Although it may sound a little bit frightening to go and try to take on something that's going to make you uncomfortable. It will make you feel better at the end because I think we're getting to like the light at the end of the tunnel here. Not only are we nearly at the end of our eight week program on this, but some of these things are actually going to make us feel better. Uh, they're, they're more fun to do than some others. Week seven, I think for some people is more fun. We've stopped following a lot of those toxic followers on social media. We've cut out some of our toxic friends, hopefully all of our toxic friends. We've got an empty space in our life right now where we can add in some good people. So yeah, in week absolutely. seven, yeah. So week seven, we're going to build our social, our social system, increase our actual social network with high quality people. Yeah. I mean, weeks three through six are going to be really lonely. Because yeah. you cut loose all of your friends in week two, and then you don't rebuild your social system until week seven. They probably should have booked into those like week yeah, two and week yeah. three. But, you know, maybe you need weeks three, four, five, and six to concentrate on what you're, what you're doing. But, yeah, you're going to be friendless for that month. But week seven, we're going to build your social system. You're coming back in a big way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you prefaced it, Henry, but I think it's a great segue from going to removing your toxic people and then leading into this one because it's critical. I mean, you, you don't, you don't want to, you know, fill those voids with equally toxic people, right. Yeah. Or, or people who just aren't building you up as an individual. So this is, this is a great opportunity to, to be the flip side of that coin of clearing out your toxic, toxic friends, you know, and I can say this, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to say recently, it's not really recently anymore. I've been in a new role 
for about eight, nine months now. And it, it was difficult to, to get plugged in to the organization because we have been remote. And it is a completely new organization for me and the people are all new. Um, but on the flip side of that now, I feel like I've built a better social system because I've been able to, to vet out the people that I'm connecting with and I'm finding who is of good quality. I'm finding who are the people that add value to me and that I can add value to them as well. And so that, that's been a great exercise for me. And, in, in, you know, it wasn't necessarily out of choice. I was, you know, I, like I mentioned, I'm in a new role and I had, I had to make the decision. Am I going to connect? Am I going to find the quality people here virtually or, or am I just going to sit back yeah, and see tough. what happens? You know? And if you're wondering, how do I, how do I make friends? <laughs> That's difficult for a lot of people. It's especially difficult for middle-aged men, challenging for most men to make new friends. Well, Maybe you start with your old friends. Maybe start there. Maybe you go and look at your phone at people you've worked with in the past that you had great relationship with, but you've lost touch with them. Maybe you reach back out. Or maybe you improve the relationships with people in your family. They're already friends. You're friends with your spouse. You're friends with your kids. You know, Maybe you improve that relationship. You don't have to be buddies necessarily, but you just deepen or strengthen that relationship through, I don't know, maybe dance lessons with your wife. One thing, though, that has really worked for me at work and is, you know, I think been really helpful through the virtual work environment is I set up one-on-ones with people that I think are interesting when I meet them in a meeting or hear about their name and what they do and their background. And I just want to meet them. Hey, can we set up a one-on-one? I do a quick introduction. And if I feel like there's a connection, I say, do you mind if we maybe just start meeting like every couple of weeks? I think it would be really helpful for me. Uh, to learn more about you and how we can work together. And that will sometimes grow into a friendship uh, or, you know, a beyond work relationship. That's been great. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Maybe it's just a healthy work one-on-one. And if that doesn't work out either, you can always just let that go. uh, You know, as the things drop off the calendar, I think we've talked about that in the past as well. Yeah. And to be clear, you know, I just want to make sure everybody understands exactly what we're talking about here. We're saying make friends. What we really mean is make high quality friends. Yeah. So make high quality friends. And then the second piece of that is that study after study has shown how important high quality friends are to our self-esteem. So Henry talked about reconnecting with old friends. He also mentioned rekindling our family ties. And then the third piece that I would mention is to focus on learning. Everybody knows how passionate I am about learning. You know, it's not difficult for me to strike up conversation, but I do think that some people have trouble with that. And, you know, there is tons of content out there around how to strike up conversation, how to interact better with people. I mean, our self-awareness, our social awareness, our key components of emotional intelligence, and we are social creatures by nature. I know some people, you know, there's a group out there that's self-branded themselves introverts, and a lot of them really aren't introverts, um, but they don't, they think they don't like social activity. And what I have found in my experience, and I'll just call out two of these people, my wife and one of my daughters, are self-branded introverts. 
And this is the routine that we go through with Tim. I'll say, hey, we should go do this. And it involves something with people. And they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm tired. I, timing's not right. You know, cue whatever excuse you can come down. But the underlying opposition has to do with it is with other people. I know this. So I forced the issue a little bit. We go do it. On the back end of it, ah, had a great time. So, so glad, glad so glad we did it. Oh, so God, glad I've we heard did it that. so many we times. Do, we should do that again. Yep. We should do that again. Yep. But so on the front side of it, doesn't feel great. Back side of it feels pretty good. So, you know, have some self-awareness. If you're one of those people that just immediately says, I don't want to do that push through it a little bit and give it a chance. And I'm going to tie this back to something that I previously said in this conversation, going back to the office. I know nobody wants to go back to the office full time, but I also know that there's a lot of anxiety and apprehension about going back into the office. I think when you get there, it's going to feel really good to see some of your old coworkers and some of your old friends. And on the other side of that, you're going to think, man, that fulfilled me. Yeah. I think you're right. I love it. Okay. So we're building our social network. We're adding some high quality friends to our list. And when we're, we're looking at that list of five closest people, maybe some of these folks end up making the list one day. We'll see if they make the roster. I don't know. Maybe they get cut. Maybe they're toxic and they get cut. You never know. All right. Yes. Action, right? action item for week seven, because we went a little high level on that. I want to make sure that we have an action item for each week. So let's just say our action item for week seven, I think Henry had a great idea. Scroll through your phone because you're off social media. So you can just, you know, you can go to your contact list. You got plenty of, you got plenty of phone time to do non-social media. Go through your contact list and see if you can find somebody who maybe you've lost contact with and you need to give them a call and catch up with them. That can be your action item for week seven. Get the ball rolling. And that might even bring a little week six into it as well. Might make you feel a bit uncomfortable to reach out. Oh, yeah. It's good. it's good, though. It's good for you. Layer cake. I like okay. it. Okay. Here we are. We're at the top layer of our layer cake. Week eight. Week, week eight, eight. Is, is subversively simple sounding, but it is not as easy as yeah. it seems. Yeah, I was going to say this might even be the most difficult one. Yeah. This one will haunt you for the rest of your life. And you're going to have to take action on it every single moment of the day. Week eight is when we're finally going to say we will quit our negative self-talk. Yes. Guys, this is, uh, I'm, I've talked about this so much with my family. We talk about how powerful our own brains are at marketing content to our brains. We market to ourselves. And the more that we say negative things about ourselves, the more we put ourselves in an awkward position of saying, I was right, I'm not good enough, or I guess I was wrong. Do we want to be right or do we want to be wrong? So when we give ourselves negative self-talk, we're putting ourselves in a position to say, well, I, I want to be right. So I'm going to go ahead and fulfill that negative self-talk by saying I wasn't good enough. It's a, yeah. it's a crazy thing that we do to ourselves. I do it. I'm sure you guys do it. And yeah. this is one that I work on every single day. Yeah. I mean, week, week eight is about self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. 
I mean, it is yep. like we name the game and then we just go out there and make it happen. There's a lot of self-loathing that's involved in week eight. We've all talked about that. I mean, I will just lead with the action item for week eight because we've kind of done it on the back end of some of the other weeks, but I think I can lead with it on this. Identify how your negative self-talk manifests itself. Specifically, what are the words? And, you know, we read some stuff that said, you know, a lot of people will say, I hate, or they'll call something stupid. It's just negative talk. I, I, it was very easy for me to identify what I've used in the past. I don't think I have a go-to at the moment, but this was an epiphany for me. Maybe about 15 years ago, I was going through a rough time in my life, very rough time in my life. And it just felt like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. And my go-to catchphrase was, I just can't get a break. I just can't get a break. I'd, I'd probably say it a couple of times every day. It's like every little thing that would happen. I'd like, yeah, I just can't get a break. Universe is aligned against me. And that was, that brought me down. I was downward spiral, man. When I finally, I, I don't know how I finally got to the point where I was like, that's not helping things, Tim. But when that happened and I thought to myself, somebody may have pointed it out. I don't know. I'm sure it was annoying. My apologies to anybody who spent time with me 15 years ago and had to listen to that ridiculousness. But when I finally realized that, I was like, of course, you're not getting a break, man. All you're doing is focusing on every single thing that goes wrong. And you are making that what your days, weeks, months, life is all about. That's the focus of your life negative self-talk. So identify how you negatively self-talk to yourself. That's what week eight is all about. That's so good, Tim. You're right. Because if we decide that we're going to focus on the negative things, and by the way, the negative things are going to happen. There are going to be days where we feel like we're not going to be able to get a break. You know, we're not going to look great every day. We're not going to feel great every day. We're not going to be great every day. Yeah. Sean Trotter, who's one of our favorites, has one of our go-to sayings is when somebody says I had a really bad day, she says, did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes? And you let it define your day. And there's a lot of truth in that. A lot because of I truth think, in that. I think most of us have a bad five minutes and then we dwell on it for the whole entire day or we beat ourselves up over that five minutes all day long we're not really having an eight, 10, 12 hour streak of bad stuff. Bad stuff. Yeah. You we know, have a little I, spot and we obsess over it. No, that, that's good, Tim. I, you know, I can say for myself in, when I get in a rut like this, it, it, it almost turns into muscle memory, right? Because if, if there's been a span of time where I've been, you know, kind of self-loathing on something or negative talk on something, it gets to a point where those words don't even need to come out of my mouth or they don't, I don't even need to generate them in my head. Right. I, my emotion just goes there automatically. It's like, I don't know if you'd call it muscle memory or emotional memory, but I just def, I end up defaulting to that. And, and I think, you know, when we get to that place is it, it takes a ton of self-awareness. I mean, you've it got does. to really deep into yourself and say, this is not good. This is not healthy. And if we're really honest, there's, there's external 
factors that happen that come out of you that you project as a result of those things. And so you're impacting the people around you, you're impacting your team, the people you care about, the people you love. So it's, it's critical. It really is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, we talked about word shift, you know, the way that we talk to ourselves is important to be aware of and change those words that you're using over and over, whether that's hate, stupid, you know, I told mine, I can't get a break. I mean, just get away from it, man. Change the way that you're talking to yourself. And the other thing that I would just kind of mention here is find your support system. Talk to your friends. If you feel like you're really spiraling downward and you need a boost, that's where these high quality friends that we talked about in weeks two and week seven that's where they come in handy. And that's why it's so important to get rid of your toxic friends. Because I can tell you right now, if you're going to a friend for support and when you get finished talking to them, you feel worse than when you first went to them, <laughs> they fall into the toxic category. Yeah. Hopefully you can identify that, but you got to find some support and talk to them. You know, I think all three of us have agreed that sometimes we treat ourselves worse than we would ever treat anyone else. And we got to get away from that. Yeah. And on that note, if you have great relationships, great friendships, and you're feeling really crummy about yourself, you feel that negative self-talk rising or that negative self-emotion, it's a good time to stop and think about what those people would be saying about you. What, what's their take on who I am? How would they respond to this situation? What advice would they give me? And if you can remember the things that they would say about you or the situation you're in, that can help maybe jumpstart that reminder that you got it. Maybe this is a learning moment. Maybe this is a micro learning moment. Mm, you know, micro win. Yes. It's a micro win for you. Okay. So all these things, they can add up to being a net positive. It's okay if you have a down moment, but it's yeah, going to be good sure. in the end. You know, I, I heard a saying the other day and it was really, it was really impactful for me. It said, every storm runs out of rain. Right. And and I think it's important to notice, to acknowledge that, and don't be the one that's adding continual rain to your storm with your, with your negative self-talk, right? That's great, yeah. Josh. All right. Well, guys, this is eight full weeks. I mean, we did this in, in two episodes. We went over the eight-week program. Three episodes, we went through full self-esteem conversation. This is There's a lot here. It's not easy. Uh, it's a lot of work. But Tim, you want to close us out on this? Like, what are we taking away here? Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. So what did we learn? Well, having a strong sense of self-esteem is important for our well-being because our sense of self-worth impacts every arena of our lives. Our jobs, our relationships, even our physical and mental health are a reflection of our self-esteem. The good news is, that we have a fair amount of control when it comes to increasing our level of self-worth, but we have to be intentional in our effort. There are simple, concrete changes that we can make to challenge ourselves and ignite a positive spiral of change. So start today, no procrastination. Take steps to make sure your surroundings and the people in your life help support your sense of self-worth. Intentionally celebrate the wins in your life and treat yourself with kindness and encouragement. Good luck out there. Our series may be over, but the work is not. As a reminder, 
These eight weeks are not the beginning and end. They are only the starting steps for rebuilding or building up your self-esteem. That makes you a better person, makes you a better leader. Good luck. For more KL Podcasts, visit kindleadershipproject.com, follow us on LinkedIn, or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.